Today is Thursday, July 1st. The title for our devotional is The Soul Needs Contentment. Remember, this week we're talking about how to love God with more of our soul. In what Scott McKnight calls the Jesus Creed in Mark 12, where he tells us the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This week we're focusing on loving God with more of our soul. And what does that mean? Yesterday, we talked about how the soul desires purpose and meaning with which to integrate all the other aspects of the self around. Without that, the soul is lost and wandering. The soul also needs contentment. Jesus calls us to this with a lengthy teaching in Luke 12, which we all need to hear and be regularly reminded of, especially in our American culture. I don't think this needs much explanation for us to get the point. So let's just read it and reflect on it. Luke 12, 13 to 34, we're going to read. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. You see here the soul is desiring uh, rest and peace. And he's finding, it's finding this man, he's finding his rest and his peace in his wealth. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then, you who are, who are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In this teaching here, Jesus describes the condition all too common to us in 21st century America. 
we believe our life to be in the abundance of our possessions. This is a dangerous desire for our soul. What our soul, soul needs instead, as Jesus says, is to be rich towards God and to seek his kingdom, that purpose as we talked about last week. Our souls need contentment and they will only be content when we trust in God. When we are content, we find rest. How can we truly rest if we are never content? We'll see how Jesus calls this to this tomorrow, but contentment and rest go together and our soul craves rest. The words of Psalm 23 again point us to this. Psalm 23, 1 through 3, the Lord is my shepherd, says it so plainly here, I shall not want. And then he goes into these images of rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. For additional content, I've linked you to an article that I found on Preston Sprinkle's website on contentment. Uh, He writes a post from Dr. Joey Dotson, and he says this, uh, first from Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I'm not saying this because I am in need. This is Paul speaking, or Paul writing. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And then Dr. Dodson writes, I am not content. I'm not even content with that sentence. I should have written, I am discontent. But that's not really perfect either, since I'm not always discontent. Perhaps I needed to write, I am almost never content. Although why would I use two words, almost, never? When one simple adverb such as seldom would have sufficed. So let's start over. I'm rarely content. Yeah, still not quite right. Anyways, I guess on a positive note, I'm so bad with contentment that I'm not content with my discontent. I'm dissatisfied with my lack of satisfaction. As a biblical scholar, I probably should not say this, but I sometimes get a bit perturbed when I read Paul boast to his friends about how he has learned the secret of contentment. I'm sure it's not, but it can come across in my mind as a humble brag. I'm content in all things, la-da-da-da-da. (laughs) I'm frustrated, of course, because I'm not in on the secret. I mean, why can't I learn the hidden formula? Don't get me wrong, I understand what Paul is saying. I can parse the bejesus out of this passage, discuss the first century stoic parallels to it, and recount its history of interpretation. I can deliberate on the aspect of its Greek verbs and the etymology of its juicy words. For instance, a fun fact is that the mu in the verb uh, Mamumia, translated, I have learned, is the same moo in Mysterion, where we derive our word mystery. I get it. Paul has solved the great Mysterion, and to be sure, I too know the solution to the riddle. It is through Christ who strengthens me. I understand that. To borrow from Philippians 3, the key to Christian contentment is knowing Christ, sufficiently enough that everything else is cowplop in comparison. Yet while I know the answer, I have to admit that I have not learned the lesson Certainly I pursue the Lord, but I am discontent with how often and how passionately I do so. Nevertheless, by the grace of God, I dare to say that, though I have far to go and I only inch along, I am growing in contentment. While Paul's testimony in Philippians has been crucial for my success in this area, he is not the only one that has helped me on this way. When I was living in beautiful Amberbach, (laughs) whatever, 
An old German man told me uh, something one day that often comes back to me when I think of finding contentment. On my walk from my flat to the train, I, stuck up a, I struck up a conversation with the old veteran working in his yard. In the course of our conversation with my dreadfully limited German vocabulary and thick southern Arkansas accent, I tried to ask him if he ever got tired of living in such a tiny village. He looked at me, shook his head, and said in German, something which translates to, he says, I think, no, I planted a garden. In retrospect, I'm wondering if the old man just misunderstood what I asked, but I took his answer as a profound metaphor. I understood it as him saying that he actually loved his tiny little village because he planted some meaning in it. Too often, I look beyond my tiny village in search of meaning elsewhere, instead of discovering the meaning that's growing up between my feet. Right there, right now, in the sacred space God has allotted me. Nonetheless, between him and Paul, I'm realizing that although I do not have all that I have desired, I desire more than I deserved. And everything that I have now is, thanks be to God, bountilessly more than I should have. So here's to pursuing Christ and planting gardens. Reflection today, simply reflect on your lack of contentment. What is the secret to contentment? How can you be rich towards God here and now? How can you seek his kingdom first, regardless of your circumstances? How can you acknowledge Jesus as your shepherd and say with the psalmist, I shall not 